2: This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290 dot com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire.
3: And welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Sean McGuire here talking about the latest in the healthcare industry. And we've got an unbelievable show lined up. For you today here on the program, if you'd like to join at any time, 402-342-1290. That's 402-342-1290. We'll be posting all these uh, program segments on our SoundCloud page. And the topic of this week's program is how is the health insurance industry impacted by the Affordable Care Act? It's going to be open enrollment season here just before we know it. it, seems like once the 4th of July gets here, summer starts flying by, and then it'll be football season, and all of a sudden uh, we're going to be worrying about uh, health insurance, and that's uh, going to be some of the things we'll be talking about. But we're going we're to be spending more of the program visiting about how employers uh, are in- impacted by the changes in uh, the healthcare industry as a result of the Affordable Care Act. Uh, what does that mean for uh, your insurance benefits if you get it through your employer, if you're a business owner? Uh, what does that mean as far as what are your options moving forward? And we've got an unbelievable guest here joined us. Our co-host this week is Stuart Slonin, uh a fantastic contributor to the program, one of my personal favorites, uh, president of SIG Consulting. Stuart is a 43-year-old veteran and expert in the employee group marketplace. His firm does work in several states, and they will be expanding their, expanding their operations in 2017 due to changes brought on by the ACA. Welcome, Stuart, to the program. How are you doing today? Good, Sean. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Great to to talk to you today. Uh, uh, so we're going to be talking about the group marketplace, like I just said. Uh, where are we are where we are today, and what we can expect in the marketplace for 2017? Um, uh, the individual ma- marketplace, Stuart lays uh, the groundwork for the group marketplace. As we as we all know, can we maybe talk a little bit about that, and then uh, talk about how the ACA uh, has impacted that, and we'll look at the review. Uh, and look at and review some of these 2017 premium uh, changes.
4: I think, I think that's a good point, uh starting point for us, Sean. And, and yes, you're absolutely correct. Uh, when we look at the premium changes in the AC Affordable Care Act state-based marketplaces, the two lowest-cost silver plans are significant because they're the common plan choices in the marketplace. And the second lowest-cost plan in, uh, is the benchmark used to calculate Uh, government premium subsidies. In most population centers around the country, uh, the cost for the lowest and second lowest silver plans are increasing faster in 2017 based upon some of the the rate uh, filings that we have seen uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, than they were in previous years. So based upon those uh, insurer rate requests, the cost for these plans will increase by a weighted average nationally of about 10% in 2017.
3: Oh wow, that's a, that's a lot of dollars for some people. Let's explain a little bit to the audience more about how this um rate increase uh, might happen about as far as the process sure. that the ACA put in place for that to happen.
4: Yeah, yep, we'll do that. Uh, we find that in some states they will have fewer insurers participating in 2017. Uh, than did this year, 2016, but the rate increases will be in some markets 20 percent or more. That's substantial.
3: Wow! Wow! And,
4: and there are a lot of causes for this. Um, basically, what's happening is uh, you know people don't stay with a plan uh, over a period of time. Enrollees they actively shop uh, each enrollment period. Mm-hmm. In addition to switching plans, enrollees also have to switch insurance companies in order to avoid a a sizable premium increase which could involve changing their doctors as well so the number of insurers participating in these state marketplaces on average is about five five to, to six insurers that's slightly less than the average participation this year and also in 2015. seven states will see a drop in insurance participation uh, this is largely brought on by uh, United Healthcare's removal from many, many states. And given this high rate of plant switching and jockeying by insurers uh, to be the lowest-cost options, on average, proposed premiums will be uh, increasing around 10%, but some will exceed 20% or more in 2017. That's sizable. So based upon the way we started out here, Sean, Uh, Taking a look first at the individual marketplace, the effect, the spillover effect to to group is going to be substantial. You have to understand that for healthcare reform, when you started out in 2010 with a potential base of coverage of about 32 million people, uh, at the end of March of this year, 11.1 people uh, were still signing up, but about 1.6 million people who signed up for coverage earlier in this year, they dropped out by the end of March. Those dropouts failed to pay their premiums. Mm-hmm. And some of the dropouts likely uh, have switched to an employer plan as a replacement for what they had. So that's some of the reasons, Sean, why, why some of this is going on.
3: Mm-hmm. So they're they're just not even, first of all, getting to the numbers that they had originally estimated that they would when they put this legislation together.
4: More importantly, not retaining the people right. once they are in these state pools.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: So I mean... more than nine percent of Americans are still without coverage. Wow. That's not a good sign. No. Uh, due to its losses in the exchange policies, United Healthcare has already announced their exit from most of the states in two thousand seventeen. But the other carriers like Aetna and Anthem recently stated that their individual business has performed As about what they expected and as this spills over now to our discussion into the group marketplace at the end of 2016 less than 20,000 employer groups were enrolled through a SHOP exchange which is the small business health options program Mm -hmm. compared to more than 10 million enrolled uh, in the individual exchanges that we just mentioned Mm. So really, it kind of begs the question of what's what's happening in the small employer marketplace? What's the small employer doing? For two to nine em, uh, employees, uh, this segment uh, saw very few benefits from the ACA tax credits. And in the long run, they, the, cl- the clients in that segment accelerate the more they have low-wage workers who migrate to the federal and state exchanges instead. For employees uh, that have 10 to 24 employees, they see little value in tax credits. And this segment is going to further shrink in the long term as exchanges uh, are established in favor of individuals. In the 25 to 49 segment, this segment would not be directly impacted by health care reform, given the lack of penalties and incentives for that particular group. Overall, that segment may shrink due to persistence affordability uh, problems. The premiums are just too expensive, Sean. Mm
3: -hmm. And isn't the majority of employers in America are are, are smaller employers? Correct. Correct, Correct. Uh, yeah. We talked a little bit about uh, the uh, legislation that was passed through the House of Representatives recently, uh, giving some relief to to those folks potentially as far as uh, giving people, uh, what was it, the – you know the 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 cash for uh, for benefits, uh, type of thing, but there were that was a big no no. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that's going anywhere?
4: I don't think so. Not in what remains of uh, of this session. But going back to where we are right now, the average family insurance premiums uh, for three to two hundred employees, the premium costs rose twelve and a half percent this year, hmm. and the average dollar contribution paid by employees in these groups. Uh, was 11.4% of the premium from the previous years. So what's happening is the groups from three to 50, uh, you know, the take-up rate uh, is increasing, but the percentage of of the offers are declining. And so the next question is where are these people going? What are they doing? What are they taking? So after years of increasing high-deductible health plans, with savings options like HSAs and HRAs, 46% selected a PPO, 24% uh, choose a high-deductible health plan option, 17% choosing a point-of-service plan, and 13% are choosing an HMO plan. So the one commonality that we're seeing here is that more people want choice uh, and they want to have other options in addition to the uh, to the core benefit plan that's being offered to them.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're talking with Stuart Sloanen, president of Sig Consulting here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Sean McGuire here, four zero two three four two twelve ninety. If you have any questions at any time, hey, we're running up against the timeout here. Stuart, you mind hanging out uh, for, for a few more segments here, and we will get into uh some more more into depth on, onto this issue because uh, we're just beginning to scratch the surface uh Be on uh, the impact here. So uh, right. we'll uh, we'll hold on here with uh, Stuart. We're gonna take a timeout uh again 402-342-1290 if you have any questions for us. Uh, we're talking about how the Affordable Care Act is impacting insurance this week uh with Stuart and we're in particular how uh small groups are impacted and larger groups are impacted. And we're going to be talking about uh, some of the tools that uh, they might have uh, available that they might not know about uh, to maybe lower costs and many other things here on the program. So we will be right back with more on America's Healthcare Challenge.
0: Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life, but thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move: a courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Shaman. Maguire and HealthReformexplain.com. Maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformexplain.com.
2: You are listening to America's healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290 KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire.
5: Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. We're talking today about what's
3: going on in the, the group marketplace, where we are today, and what we can expect uh, coming up here in 2017, which is going to be a major year for the future of uh, the Affordable Care Act, in my view. And we're joined by Stuart Slonin here on the program as guest co-host. And we're talking about uh, last segment, what what's happening uh, with the individual marketplace and how some premium Increases are going to be happening uh, for a fact. And then also what's happening in the, in the smaller group uh, marketplace. Why don't uh, I'm going to hand it back over to Stuart. Why don't you uh, uh, pick up where you were uh, before we ran up against that timeout?
4: Sure. Sure. Happy to, Sean. Uh, the real threat to employer-sponsored coverage may simply be its costs. Health insurance is expensive because health care is expensive. And that's what we're running up against. And particularly as you indicated, as we go into the 2017 renewal uh, year, it's going to be uh, a bloodbath out there for many employers, uh, individuals searching for, you know, for uh, for options that they can really afford and handle. Um, the growth of insurance plans built around small networks of healthcare providers is fueling a new fight. Over surprise medical bills, uh, providers and insurers are blaming each other for sticking patients with higher bills in such cases, uh, and this thing is is going to really explode this year. Surprise bills occur when a patient receives care at an uh, out-of-network, at an in-network hospital, but end up being treated by an emergency physician, anesthesiologist, or radiologist, or other hospital-based specialist who doesn't accept the same insurance. Mm. And this problem is going to get worse this year as many carriers have gone to narrow networks uh, to limit the number of doctors and hospitals to lower their costs. Uh, 75% of the plans sold on healthcare.gov this year offer no out-of-network coverage except for emergencies. That's going to create huge problems. So really it depends upon where you receive treatment and how the hospital is staffed uh, when you receive these surprise medical bills that nobody really wants. And so I guess the next question, Sean, is, you know, how are companies handling this? What, you know, what are they doing? What's what's the future here, the, near, the near-term future?
3: I mean, do you think there's um, a lack of awareness right now <laughs> amongst many people about, about what's actually coming? And- I think
4: so. Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't think this is talked a lot about. Mm -hmm. I think probably uh, people see the end result of higher costs. They don't know where it's coming from or why it's coming Mm -hmm. or the fact that it's coming now. Those that have followed your show over a period of time, Sean, understand that the Affordable Care Act goes into the 2017 plan year with the reinsurance, the three mechanisms built into the law disappear as of January 1. Which means that all these plans now stand on their own in 2017 uh, without any protection. The only way that the government can offset those those costs in 2017 is by rating the treasury, mm-hmm. which they're allowed to do by the Affordable Care Act.
3: So they, like, they would bail out insurance it. companies.
4: Yeah. So let's, let's back up one step here in terms of what are insurance companies doing. The healthcare companies losing all of these, uh, this money since 2010 by costs that were higher than they expected with people who were sicker than they expected and with fewer numbers of sign-up participants than they expected. So they're now having to go back to their bottom line and seeing that the only way for them to survive in providing an insurance mechanism, is to get bigger, not better. So what they're doing is they're looking to uh, to uh, consolidate with other providers. On the table right now is more than $40 billion of potential mergers. The big ones and the big names are Aetna and Humana. And uh, United is the only one that's not involved, and the other big one, Pending the Justice Department review, is Anthem and Cigna. Mm. Both of these have been seen by the Justice Department last month, who talked about their reservations in terms of what needs to be done in order to make sure uh, that these merges go through. And some of the other things that are happening is that uh, some of the states. Some of the plans are, are dropping the bronze plans from their uh, their offerings this coming year, and there's great concern that that's going to affect the offerings in the state-based exchange. Uh, plan offerings in the individual marketplace tend towards lower cost options, while higher cost options such as gold and preferred provider organizations are generally preferred in the small group marketplace. Mm-hmm. So that's really what, what is, is happening there. The other thing, Sean, I want to bring to your attention, I know you're aware of it, we, we spoke about this a couple of days ago, the, uh, the Federal appeals Court just uh, struck down the Obamacare provision on insurance standards. One of the things that is going to be allowed this year is indemnity, fixed benefit indemnity plans. To be sold to employers, which may not apply and comply with Obamacare. But what's going to happen in the marketplace, some of these low cost options are going to be offered, and people are going to look into them, to buy them, and to pay the $695 penalty together with it as compliance to Obamacare. That's going to have a severe impact on the marketplace this year. I think. The $11.1 that were already involved and paid their premiums in Obamacare to the end of March, I think that number is going to drop as we look into the 2017 uh, planned year, Sean.
3: Well, first of all, let's be clear. Um, We were told that it was going to have 32 million people um, on the marketplace uh, by by the year 2020, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. And so do you think that they will make that happen? No. No, do, you, do you think the happen. insurance companies think that uh, this is just a bad deal gone wrong? It,
4: it's a bad deal, and the only way for them to survive to be a provider to Obamacare uh, really is to combine and consolidate. Uh, because, again, using the law of large numbers, they're in a better position to negotiate with physician groups, uh, hospitals, and other health care providers, and they stand a chance of uh of coming out at the other end
3: um you
4: know if you think about any any normal business Sean how much can a business continue to stand red ink over a period of time and not take some major action and that's what we're seeing here with these attempts at consolidation
3: we're talking with Stuart Sloan president of sig consulting uh here on America's Healthcare challenge on that point Stuart we uh we we're talking about uh, you know the medical loss ratio uh, before um, the the incentives almost don't even line up for these insurance companies in that they're they're limited to the essentially amount of money that they can make, right?
4: Yeah, <clears throat> if you look at what's been paid out versus what was promised by these three tiers of reinsurance, they've been paid thirteen percent of what they were promised in terms of shoring up their losses. Meaning that the carriers that are involved in the Obamacare uh, marketplace have taken millions and millions of dollars worth of huge losses. As I said, no major corporation could do that in any other industry for any length of time, which is the reason why these mergers are likely, and it has to happen for them to survive and also for them to continue to provide product uh, to the uh, Affordable Care Act.
3: So what does this actually, at the end of the day, mean for consumers of healthcare? It doesn't sound very good to me.
4: Well, what you can uh, ballpark this is is the following. There will be fewer carriers in the respective marketplaces. There will be fewer plan choices. When you look at the plan choices, the cost will be higher this coming year. You're going to see narrow networks of providers. You're going to see uh, tighter uh, Rx formularies uh, as providing entities. And the big picture is there's not enough numbers going to back up the Affordable Care Act to make it a viable marketplace for it to survive. Something major has to change, and we won't begin to see those changes until we get a new president and new administration next year. That's really what the future is. So we really have to look in terms of sweating through the 2017 renewal year in order to get at the other end of what's going to be provided by a new Congress as remedial steps here. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it, John. I see.
3: That's great. That's great. That's Stuart Sloan. Hey, uh, how about uh, another segment here, Stuart? we want to got a couple more things we wanted to, to get into. Does that sound Okay. Uh, All right, fantastic. Uh time out uh time here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh by the way, if you uh like what you hear, check out our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com uh slash Ed Bellis, I believe is what it is. And uh you can just search America's Healthcare Challenge because there's over five hundred segments that uh would come up, including interviews with uh senators, governors, uh industry experts like Stewart and others. Uh if this is the first time uh, you're listening, thank you for checking us out. And we will be right back after a brief timeout with more uh, on the latest changes in the healthcare industry.
0: They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in health care reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com.
1: Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information.
5: Care costs. I'm Sean McGuire and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services, including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At Ed Ballas, we know healthcare.
2: best of Jonathan Brandmeyer Saturday, 6 to 9 p.m. on Newstalk 1290 Weekends. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall, you need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American Heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire.
3: Hey, welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge here on News Talk 1290 Coil. Hope all is going well with you. Thanks for for your time. We're joined here on the program by Stuart Slonin who is the president of SIG Consulting uh, LTD Limited in um, sunny Florida. But actually we've got Florida weather. I think the last time we talked it was cold up here so I'm always jealous of the weather down there Stuart. Uh, But we're talking about um, a, a lot of the changes in the individual marketplace as well as in the group marketplace, we talked a little bit about what it means for consumers, which uh, sounded pretty stark, I guess, to say the least, at least for the next year, as far as higher premium increases, uh, lower uh, or less uh, choice as far as networks and, um, and so on and so forth. And on the other side, you've got uh, providers that are getting more aggressive in in their need to collect funds because they've got uh, changes in reimbursement coming. But, uh, Let's talk about healthcare costs. Uh, we did a little bit. That it looks like they're going to be going up. Do uh, you really can think they're going to continue to go up beyond 2017, Stuart?
4: <clears throat> yes, I do. It let's. It. I. I think what we need to do is let's move now into the large employer marketplace, and then we can talk about uh, after that. You know, tools and aids. You know, what mm-hmm. uh, can employers and employees do? Uh, you know, for some help here. Because uh, I think once you get a bigger picture there in the larger marketplace, uh, which is where the largest segment of insured folks uh, in the United States get their coverage, you'll get a better picture of what's actually going on and what's about to happen. Health benefits represent a significant cause for large employers. The percentage of full-time employees uh, designated by their employer eligible for employer-sponsored benefits continues to go up, and it increased this year. About uh, uh, two and a half percent uh, from where we were last year. and this has been uh, uh, affected by the broadening coverage eligibility requirements of of the ACA. The health premium cost per employer uh, employee rose this year, five uh, percent. Now again, we're talking about the large employer marketplace. The overall cost uh, per covered member uh, grew, uh, 7.9% uh, you know in 2016. However, the number of covered dependents per employee declined, leading to lower overall premium cost per employee. Health premium costs increased for all workers, including those with and without dependents. <clears throat> Let me give you uh, an idea here, and one study that we use every year is the uh, Millman Cost Benefit Study, which comes out at the end of uh, every May. So this year's figures, to ensure a family of four utilizing a PPO type of a plan, now this is the average for the whole of the United States, the average family of four pay $25,826. The employee uh, portion of those costs uh, is 43%. 295 dollars in change a month. The employer cost, who's picking up fifty-seven percent of that cost, is five hundred twenty-four dollars and seven cents a month. Uh, so that's what the costs were this year uh, in the large employer marketplace. Again, the the increase percentage-wise is only five percent, but when you look at it from an employee. Independent cost standpoint, uh, it was sizable. It was more than it was more than 11%. So overall, uh, these figures reflect that employer-provided healthcare plans in the large employer marketplace, in general, are stable, and employers are these large employers are adjusting to changes in costs and shifting demographics in the workplace. In other words. People are coming back into the workplace, and it's changing the overall demographics of a given group. Some of those people are also at the back end going out and looking for uh, for new jobs as the marketplace is opening up for more opportunities out there. So that changes the census of a given employer group. The stability of price participation in the large employer marketplace does not apply to every segment of marketplace across the country some are larger some are smaller uh, most large employers have offered benefits their employees for years and today what we see is a variety of employers in using fully insured plans some uh, particularly this last year because of course have moved to self-funded plans and I think, you're going to see probably a further movement up the food chain, if you would, uh, in 2017, to something called a captive insurance uh, program, which is really something that we need to get to, uh, Sean. Probably in a you know in a different segment uh, down the road in the future. Mm-hmm. But that's where I see the movement of uh, the large employer marketplace going.
3: So from self-funded to captive, that's what you think?
4: Yeah, it'll go from fully insured. To more self-funding, and those that have been in the self-funded marketplace for a period of time will now move up to captive insurance as a you know as the ultimate uh, option for them.
3: Why do you see that um, that happening?
4: Well, with a self, when you move from from um, a fully insured plan, whatever the bottom line claims are for a given year, that's what the employer is going to pay as far as their rate increase next year. When you move into a self-funded plan, that employer group is saying, I think uh, our group is healthier than the norm. Therefore, we can stand on our own claims experience. You may have one good year, then a bad year, maybe two bad years and one good year or some combination thereof within a three-year given period of time. They're always subject to their own claims experience. In a captive they're moving into a scenario where they, the employer, are a part owner of an insurance mechanism together with other like-minded employers, and they are protected by the claims experience of the block of employers that are involved in this captive. So I, I think they see this, and it is, in fact, a protective element that they'll move up to once they've had the experience of being in the self-funded plan.
3: And then do you think they would stay in that for a long time?
4: Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's there's it's a stability mechanism uh, that they have control of the premium. They have control of the plan design. They have uh, control over the changes that need to be made on a year-to-year basis and also changes that are required by their changing demographic uh, employee base. And the only mechanism where you can have that much control is a captive insurance program.
3: Interesting, interesting. We're talking with Stuart Sloan, uh, CEO of Sage Consulting uh, down in uh, Florida. Uh, Stuart, um, what uh, what are some of the uh, tools that employers have have been looking at here to offset some of these medical costs? Okay, uh,
4: that's really an interesting question. Um, I guess I would start with a wellness benefit uh, to make sure that a group has a wellness component and not just any wellness component, uh, wellness that might include instead of a 24-hour nurse hotline, uh, 24-hour access to physicians, um, have access to provider base, have access to prescription drug uh, base, uh, have access to other medical providers in their area, and uh, be able to consult them uh, telephonically on the phone when they're needed. These kinds of tools will help tremendously. And being able to, uh, by using uh, you, you know an employer's geographics, being able to pinpoint where they operate, what the best tools are in their area for them to use. Those, you know, using in other words, using big data is going to be the way that an employer can really protect themselves long term.
3: Right, right, right. It's going to have to. It's going to going to be needed, as, especially as you said, because uh, w- with costs uh, going up uh, all, all across them, it's a, it's it's really really affecting them. So they there's going to really need to be if there hasn't already a paradigm shift. Uh, from employers to uh, really yep. focus on... on, on when they take a look guns. at their
4: renewals and they finally get to the point and say, you know, we've tried this, we've tried that, we've tried uh, fully insured, we've tried uh, cost shifting, uh, we've tried all the other mechanisms that we've used for years. They're just not producing, you know, the the results that we expected. And, uh, you know, we've got to do something else.
3: Mm-hmm. How much of this do you think is uh, could... Uh be also attributed through. Uh, I mean, we've got to change human behavior in a lot of this stuff too, and really mm-hmm. educate them on. Oh, I guess on the, on how to access the system at at the best place as well.
4: I uh, <clears throat> not only access the system at the best place as well, but behavioral tools built into a wellness uh, benefit structure is extremely important. Um, you know, from smoking cessation to weight control. Uh, to dietary help, to those kinds of tools, uh, and also going to see a doctor once a year uh, you know, and getting a checkup, all those things will make market uh, changes in the claims results of a given employer. If those tools are not there for the employees to readily use, uh, this is where the employer is going to be hurting. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, hey, Stuart, um, we got one more time out, and then um, I, I guess we'll, why don't we bring you back for, for some final thoughts uh, sure. here on the program, and then uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll give our final thoughts uh, for the audience and, and share a couple of stories here at the end of the program here on America's Healthcare Challenge, the first and most listened to radio program on uh, the Affordable Care Act, the uh, healthcare reform Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, and all of the changes uh, that are coming as a result from it—it's—it's um, it's kind of like throwing a big rock into a into a pond, and you can see the ripple effect. That's exactly what that law uh, did here to our whole country and our industry. And we're going to talk more about it coming up next.
0: E.D. Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up-to-date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And Two Men in a Truck will help you watch your budget too. Don't stress, let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two Men in a Truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau.
2: are listening to America's Health Care Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire.
3: Online at healthreformexplained.com, you'll find my latest blog post, which is uh, on... Uh, explaining rising drug costs because that has an, that's another critical component or a big piece of the picture to why costs are going up. Uh, so make sure to check out that that article. And you can find a, a, a segment from one of our uh, previous episodes with uh, the CEO of Vivio Health, Promo John, which was a great conversation. We're having another fantastic conversation here today with Stuart Slonin, president of SIG Consulting America's. Healthcare challenge. You've been a contributor now on the show for what almost two years, Stuart. We've been something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've mm-hmm. uh really glad to have you here. Uh, just a wealth of, of knowledge on these things. You know, we've covered a lot of ground uh today. Um, you know we we had some prepared things we wanted to talk about, but I just wanted to take this segment to let you, you know, sound off on any other things that were on your mind or or uh you know give the audience your final thoughts on what they uh, might need to be aware of.
4: Let me just share some of these, these things uh with you. Um the California Public Employees Retirement System just announced their rate increase for two thousand seventeen is going to be three point two percent. That's huge for a a system such as that. One of the, the second largest employers in the United States. So we can't wait to see what the uh the public system in Washington, what their rate increase is is going to be. Why are these numbers significant? Because you're you're talking about millions and millions of people, not Obamacare with 11.1 million people currently insured. Here you're talking about huge systems with millions of people involved, obviously a larger database to really see where where claims experience and where rates are going. The other thing I want to mention here uh, is the potential Cadillac tax uh, which large employers are concerning themselves with. And you're going to see some interesting movement this year, Sean, in, for 2017. They're moving away from funding accounts uh, that are HSA-based into HRA-based. Again, because HSAs are considered a part of employer contributions uh, that are subject to the Cadillac tax. You're also going to see employers funding themselves more ancillary benefits, uh, such as dental and critical illness, together with several others. But those are two that come to mind uh, you know, immediately. Again, all of this is to accomplish two things, the effect of the potential Cadillac tax, and secondly, to make sure that the employees don't, don't have to buy and chew more than 9.5% of their adjustable gross income uh, in terms of what they have to pay for benefits, which would subject that employer to the Cadillac tax. Or the, uh, These are all great concerns that we're going to see movement on the employer and this year to try and offset this and also stabilize their employee base by trying to reduce turnover.
3: It's going to be a, a massive year. They did delay the Cadillac tax to, to 2020, but it's um it's still going to be having a, quite an impact on employers. Well, and,
4: again, on every everybody's wish list is the hope that a new Congress would do away with the Cadillac tax. But when you look at it as a funding mechanism for the Accountable Care Act, it can't be done away with unless the whole law has been changed or revamped in some way in a new Congress. So those that are, that are wishful thinking that it's going to be done away with, uh, that's all it really is. It's wishful thinking until we see meaningful changes uh, in a new Congress and under a new president.
3: And do you think they even have the political will to try and do that?
4: Well, if you take a look at the Obama administration, The impetus for the the, uh, Affordable Care Act started in his first administration in 2008 into 2009. The first meetings by the industry were held in February of 2009, and it took a year for that to become law in his first administration. So the answer, Sean, is yes, whoever that new president is. If there's enough pressure to make changes to bear – it's going to happen early on in that in that new administration. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. We'll see. There's a lot of other things that might be on on the agenda as well. You're down in Florida, do you care to make a prediction on uh which candidate might win uh the state of Florida this November?
4: Uh I choose not to answer that
3: question for obvious reasons. <laughs> all right, I just had to try, you know. Uh all right, Stuart, um any other final thoughts uh, before we uh, conclude the program here?
4: Well, I would say in the, in some future segments, uh, you know what I think we will cover is more tools, and we'll spend more time specifically on tools to what to look forward to, how to protect oneself, whether they're individuals or small employers or large employers. Uh, but I think everyone's got to be vigilant this year to to look at what's available to help them to reduce their costs or from whether options are available out there as far as plan choices uh, to offset what they're about to look forward to as rate renewals for 2017.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, storm's rolling in. It certainly is, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Hey, Stuart, thanks so much for your time. Hey, uh, hope you can come back here and we'll talk a little bit more about some of those things you just said and uh, talk a little bit more about captive opportunities. Could probably spend a whole show talking about that, can't we? Um, uh, we certainly could. <laughs> All right. Joan, it's always
4: a pleasure. Always a pleasure to be with you. All right.
3: Hey, thanks so much, Stuart. Hey, for any questions about today's topic, Stuart can be reached at 561 203 1313. And his email ad- address is ltd at AOL.com. Thank you again, Stuart, for joining us. Have a great one. Thank you. All right. Have that's great. Fantastic. All right. Just enough time. Uh, Matt, for one more segment, uh, might get a Grant rant in uh, if we can, but uh, we're going to share uh, the last stories that we have and uh, the thoughts uh, of the week uh, that caught our attention here on America's Healthcare Challenge. You're not going to want to miss
5: it. It will be right after this. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs? I'm Sean McGuire and I founded ED Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services, including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.HealthReformExplained.com. That's www.HealthReformExplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare.
1: Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their
3: personalized
1: service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Do
3: you like being the smartest person in the room? Go to
5: healthreformexplained.com and learn about being a licensed Edie Bellis healthcare consultant. Know enough about Obamacare to be dangerous because you'll be personally trained by me, Sean McGuire. Click
3: healthreformexplained.com. You
2: are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire.
3: Hey, welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Always love having Stuart on the program. We covered an awful lot, and you're going to have to make sure to check out uh, the show's website, healthreformexplained.com, because we will recap that this segment and uh, and provide uh, that content for you uh, for free uh, just by checking it out. That as well as the latest uh, news and things you need to know, uh, written by yours truly uh, on all of those things. Uh, hey, Matt, how you doing here this a- afternoon?
6: Uh, I'm you- I'm doing pretty good. It's yeah. kind of a cra- it was a crazy week, so I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of numb right now. You know, I think the that- I think the news cycle is just finally starting to finally starting to get to me yeah I know I saw a great uh, great uh, rant on uh, Facebook this morning of a, of a young lady uh, Levante or something I can't remember what her last name was but uh, you know she had a great rant and just you know she's a Christian girl and just talked about how you know don't let you know don't let the news get to you don't let the news cycle get into your head and uh, I think it was exactly what I needed to hear this morning because that's kind of really where I'm at right now it's just been it's been a tough week
3: it really has it's just a lot of a lot of negativity and People talking, you know, I talk to all the time, and just say, you know, it seems like we're kind of just worse off <laughs> in, in many ways. There's a lot of uh, tension and, and other things. And so you know, while we seem to be a little bit of doom and gloom on this program, at least we try and. Uh, liven it up every now and then. Yeah, know?
6: absolutely. I mean, I think this this program is, uh, you know, it's a great, you know, educational piece every single week. I know for me, and I know for anybody else out there that might be listening, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really good information to have, and especially, I mean, if you listen to this show, you know before you get that letter in the mail, you know, about your premiums going up or whatever, you'll know ahead of time. You know, just listening to our guests today, listening to you, listening to Alan. You know, you'll know you. There won't be any uh, financial surprises for you and your healthcare situation uh, going down the road. You know, it's
3: pretty easy, and it doesn't cost you anything. You just have to turn on your radio or the, the app or or whatever, and and, and find find out. I'm going to have a hundred dollar a month increase on my insurance premiums, and it went up 80 dollars $80 a month last year. So, it's uh, it's something that. Uh, really affects people. I, I think there's people all over the country in, in that situation. And now as Stuart said, getting rid of the bronze plan. So that's the more lower affordable option. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know what people wonder. are going to do, man. Yeah.
6: It almost seems like the point of this thing is to bleed us dry. It's the point. It almost seems like the point of this, of this legislation is to make everybody that's barely making it and trying to get ahead to take you out, you know, so. and to put you in the lower class. That's what it seems like. I mean, how else can, I mean, How else can you really look at it? I mean, when it, every month or every year, your premiums are getting higher and higher. You don't have $1,000 to put a new transmission in your car in case that thing goes out. You know? So, That's, yeah. what do you well, – I mean, to me, I don't really see any other – I mean, it seems deliberate. It almost seems deliberate. I mean, can you not – can we really not make affordable health care in this country? Is it really not possible? You know,
5: well, some
3: things are going to have to change and – and the public actually is going to need to to demand it, and the market is going to have to a marketplace is going to have to recognize that and do it. And that's why you know, we've had some technology people on on the program before. Uh, they, they're really trying to, to solve that problem. Uh, I I think the machines are going to have to save us on healthcare, as crazy as it sounds, through artificial intelligence. I mean, three D printing of, of drugs and organs. I don't know. I I can't see anything else. But then, how expensive is, are those
6: treatments going to be? Exactly. That's my question. And it almost did you ever see that Damon Flick Elysium where you know you had the the rich people floating in outer space, you know, out in orbit and then you had all like the poor people left on earth, you know, it's supposed to yeah. be some futuristic deal, right? It's kind of Is that really so far? I mean, I remember when it first came out, you know, you heard a lot of conservative talk shows, you know, slamming it. You know, oh, it's just liberal, you know, propaganda. Well, it kind of feels like we're headed in a two-tier system like that, you know, where, you know, a lot of people are going to have you know that uh, that money to pay for it, and uh, and a lot of people, a lot of people aren't.
3: I actually <laughs> think that might be possible. I think there's a cartoon uh, like that as well uh, <laughs> that had that. But, I mean,
6: eventually we're all going to be on the exchanges, right? I mean, because that's where we're headed. We're all going to be subsidized by the government in some way for health care Because uh, and, until you, you know, until you run out, anyway. when you run out of money, that's what you're going
3: to have to do, right? Well, we'll we'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, the future is, uh, is still uncertain, but that's why we are here to help you navigate through as much as we possibly can. Uh, one final thing on, on compliance. Uh, June 30th has come and passed, which was the ACA reporting deadline for employers. There's been a systematic failure uh, from a lot of people providing that service. Edie Bellis, uh, the, who produces this show, can help you uh, get through that if you uh, were one of those people that needs that help. And you can uh, call them anytime. Online at healthreformexplained.com.